What's up and welcome to the podcast. This is James joined here by the other stir fry guys. Before we go on, we have an ask. Please share our work. Screenshot, hop on social media, story it up. We appreciate you all. And now here's another episode of the stir fry pod. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the stir fry podcast. We are hitting episode 20. James here, fully decked out in Lakers gear, and we are recording from an undisclosed location in Vancouver uh, on a Thursday. Hi, this is Cyrus. Uh, I think Lamarcus Aldridge is really underrated. Uh, this is Will. I think Lamarcus Aldridge is actually overpaid. Wait a sec. Isn't Lamarcus Aldridge not even playing? <laughs> That's why he's overpaid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So big news is that the NBA has been back for just over a week. And even better news so far, we haven't had any COVID positive cases inside the Orlando bubble. Takes? Thoughts? I, th- I think the league has been doing a pretty good job uh, limiting people and basically showing by example that if you go out of the bubble, you will have to be quarantined. I think, you know, at the, at, at the beginning, people might be trying to get into the gray area, but then the league is doing a really good job. And, and I'm glad that they're doing it so that, you know, the regular fans like us will be able to continue uh, enjoying the games. Uh, same as Will, I think NBA is doing a good job, uh, just limited uh, people going into the bubble. But I remember or heard that Lou Williams tried to sneak out to the nightclub. Yeah, so there was a couple of instances. So there was Rashawn Holmes, I think. He ordered takeout, and then he picked it up bef- beyond like their boundary line. Okay. And so he had to quarantine for days after that. Right. And then Lou Will snuck out to like a gentleman's club <laughs> because he allegedly wanted to try these wings that were named after him. Okay. Right? I mean... That's what he says, and so he had to quarantine mm. as soon as he got back to to the bubble. Um, that being said, you know everything's been going pretty smoothly. We have had NBA games back, so do you guys think that they should keep doing the bubble next season? I personally don't think they should, just because there's no no fans. Unless you you want to put the fans in a the bubble, then you're pretty much like defeating the purpose, just because. Un- unless a fan is willing to quarantine before they watch the game, it doesn't really make a whole lot of business sense for them to have no fans and just broadcasting. That's not what the owners wants. And obviously, you know, regarding to next year, I I doubt that the COVID-19 would still persist, but, you know, who knows? So let's say that we're looking at a December start for next season. Right, because I think that was the original timeline. So the playoffs, the finals will wrap sometime in October. We're looking at maybe a little bit of an offseason, free agents, uh, maybe some version of like rookie training drafts. Um, And then it's December start. So that means that, um, you know, we may not have a vaccine by then, December, right? Because that's still this year. Yeah, well, I mean, um, with without uh, an actual vaccine, then I think that you know, they should be in a bubble just in case, just because, you know, I don't want to put too much emphasis on this podcast on the on the COVID-19 issue, but uh, obviously you don't want the whole issue to blow up like a second wave, third wave. Um, so I'd rather have no fans on the, in, in the stadium, but be able to enjoy the game than yeah, not. I agree. What about you, Cyrus? Or let's say if the COVID really don't stop 
by next season, maybe they can consider changing to Vegas instead of in Orlando. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Change the location. Yeah, that's true. They could do that. Okay, guys, let's talk about impressions for this past over a week worth weeks worth of games. Um, has any team stood out to you? Have there been any trends, things about players that stand out as like, oh, this is going to mean a lot going down the hole of like seeding games and playoffs? Uh, of course, everybody is talking about the guy named TJ Rowan who played for Indiana. Mm. So I remember uh, he scored 57. 53. is like a long time, like... Ever since Paul George, he was he scored the most for Indiana, right? I don't think PG even scored fifty. I think it was Reggie Miller and then some other guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Might be. Um, okay, that's impressive. And uh, I, as of today, I I wonder, I are they losing to Phoenix today or, or they lost? So Phoenix, as of this recording, is four and zero in the bubble. So okay. they lost to Phoenix. Wow. Um, Indiana, keep in mind, is playing with Oladipo but without Sabonis. Right. So Sabonis is done. Is opt out or injured? He's injured. Okay. He got injured. Well, for for my take over this three four games for each team, I am I'm, I'm actually a little bit disappointed be, just because I don't think it's the bubble or this COVID nineteen. I think it's the fact that the the first or second in the east or west are so far apart. That means they're not trying. Um, to get injured so they're putting out like a second tier team at the time of this recording for example i don't think lebron james james is playing tonight versus the houston, houston rockets the houston yeah. rockets yeah so it, it does put a lot of emphasis on the other team to beat the lakers just because they are not really fully engaged but if i'm bucks or lakers for sure i'm not gonna pay my starter long long minutes because like you want to save all the energy for the postseason right well here's the thing i think you do and you don't so i i agree that you don't because you're right you want to keep them rested and healthy for the postseason right. but you do because they've had a long layoff so this is in a matter of speaking a way for them to tune up their skills their chemistry to get together right so you have guys on the clippers for example who the whole regular season pre-COVID, pre-shutdown, they were very much like out of sync because of injuries. People were in and out of the lineup all the time. So this is their chance where if I was Doc Rivers, I would want to play everybody because you want to develop that chemistry, right? Maybe, maybe the wins don't matter as much, but definitely playing the players is important. So it, I, I, when I watch Clippers, I think PG's condition is really well right now. Yeah. Yeah, PG has been playing well. Kawhi, probably like, okay. Like, Kawhi's pro- playing at a star level, but we have seen him take it to even more levels up. And I think we're going to see that in the playoffs. And I don't, I don't think that me and Cyrus need you to tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, as far as any teams that have fallen short of expectations. So we are about three or four games into the bubble right now. Seedings have really jostled around uh, in some cases, right? And there's some concerns for some teams. Have any of the teams underperformed? Uh, I think it's it's an unfortunate that uh, Memphis Grizzlies uh, has been playing not as our expectation. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they lose their main guy Jaren Jackson Jr. Right? That, well, that, that one hurt of their them. main guys. One yeah, but then guys. they were losing before that too, though. Yeah. So I mean, the most disappointing team for me is obviously the Pelicans, right? We were hoping that you know the long layoff wouldn't wouldn't matter as much to compare uh, to to a young team. 
compared mm-hmm. to older team. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they came out really flat. Yeah. The Scion meet on the expectation, though? Well, so, okay, so here's the thing. Let's give a little bit of context to our listeners. So when we're talking about the Memphis Grizzlies, they're currently ranked in the eighth seed. They came into the bubble with one of the hardest schedules among all the teams that were in the bubble. Right. Um, and so as of this recording, they have lost five straight games, which stretches to even before the bubble restart. Um, as far as the Pelicans, they were one of the favorites to not maybe even get into that ninth seed and then the play-in tournament. Uh, because they had such a favorable schedule and they were supposed to be all healthy. So the Pelicans have actually been losing quite a bit of games. I think they're one and two. Um, And so the question then, guys, is like, what is up with why the Pelicans are losing? Because of Lonzo Ball is not playing well? Yeah, from from what I observed prior to the bubble, I think Lonzo was averaging 20 eight and six or something Mm -hmm. and i don't think that he's capable of doing that Mm -hmm. especially with the momentum being gone and you know the thing is not all players are are suitable like not all players prepare themselves like lebron james so they might slack a little conditioning is gone the momentum is gone especially for younger players i i think that's gonna that that hurts um pelicans quite a bit Mm-hmm. And for I think Sion are still in minutes restriction right now. Yeah, he has been on a minutes restriction. That was really controversial because I think it was their first game back. I think they played Utah, and it was a really close game. But Gentry, the coach of the Pelicans, didn't put Zion back in during crunch time because he had already met his minutes limit, right? And which is which makes no sense. To, oh, sorry. Um, well, because they had a three, four year, uh, month layoff. That mm-hmm. that's a recovery time for a player. At and oh, and and one thing I need to throw out after three, four months, it seems like Sion even gained weight. Yeah, yeah. And Sion's is really frustrated because he cannot contribute in the team for in, during the critical time. Well, and so here's the thing, right? There's a couple of so I guess one of the big questions is is Zion actually healthy, right? Because you're right. They've had three to four months to get healthy. And then they've had like a couple of weeks, three, four weeks for a training camp, some version of a training camp before they actually started games. So assuming that Zion came into the training camps healthy, he should have been good to go with more regular minutes. I think he's playing under 20 minutes. That's like his minutes restriction. So at the time of this recording, what's the record for Pelicans? How many games are they behind ninth? So the Pelicans are currently 29 and 39. They are one and a half games, just one and a half games behind ninth seed Portland Trailblazers. I think by the time that the Pelicans are actually eliminated from the playoff contention, and once that happens, if they shut down Scion for good, mm-hmm. then you know he's actually not healthy the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a concern, right? Because like he's had a long like three months off is a good amount of time to heal. So there there's something they're not telling us. But uh as like I put myself as a New Orleans management team, I like silence definitely our uh New Orleans future. Mm-hmm. They do not want to take any weeks on 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 this playoff. I I understand that. Don't why you, they be even why are they playing him in the first place then if yeah. he has some sort of a nagging injury? 
And like, wouldn't you? Okay, so if you're the Pelicans, though, at this point, like, why not try? Because you're so close to getting into the playoffs, and you know that Memphis has suffered so many injuries, right, to key players, that it's just like, why not give it that extra boost to see if you can get in there? Well, um, I think the management team do not want to see another Greg Oden in the league. Yeah, but right. why are you even playing him in the first place? I mean, no. it's either you go all in or you don't go all in at all. Mm. Do you really think that Sion, with Sion playing 20 minutes a game, they can actually win games versus the teams that are in the bubble, which are the top tier teams? Yeah. Um, and so, Cyrus, you touched a little bit on this a while ago, which is the Memphis Grizzlies, right? right. So they, have, they are losers of five straight uh, games. Uh, they are really not doing very well because they have lost one of their key players, Jaron Jackson Jr. Right. So are they still going to make the playoffs? Are they still going to hang on to I that eighth seed? I think I think in a couple episodes before, I all I emphasized that to me, I would like to see Portland Trailblazers get into the playoff to against Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, first of all, I really do not see Memphis Grizzly had a good matchup with uh, Lakers. And based on the record and the condition right now, I really do not... Even, let's say, Memphis Grizzlies stay at the 8th seed, mm-hmm. I I do see the ninth seed, whoever, whoever team that would be. But I believe in is Portland. They can take the 8th seed away. Okay. I okay. think Portland has been playing re- really well with the full team. And I'm actually surprised that Nurkic is actually gelling with the team so fast. And... I think he's playing reasonable minutes. Yeah, so I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised that if they become ninth or eighth that they actually get in and you know give Lakers a, a little scare. I mean, early prediction six games if Portland does get in. Interesting. Okay. And, and the skinny Melo is actually playing well. Um. So if you're the Lakers, you'd be a little bit afraid of Portland, but you I, wouldn't I, be as afraid of the other team. I don't think they would be afraid of. Portland, Memphis, but then they would cause them some, some troubles. That mean um, it might be some close games, but okay. I, 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 I won't doubt that Lakers wouldn't be able to win a seven game series versus a Portland team. But uh, for you know, you know, Charles Barkley make a huge board prediction that he said if Portland get into the playoff, he picked Portland will take way Lakers in the playoff yeah but he's just saying that to get people to talk but about who knows right? who knows like, you know uh, when Damian Lillard and CJ like you never know like yeah know. but like that's we were just talking taking, about AD versus yeah, LeBron yeah, James that's right? a, like one side of the because like LeBron is the most like prominent playoff star right now in the league right like if you're thinking about when playoff mode hits who has another gear? LeBron's probably got the highest gear of all. But never say never. Right? Remember 2007. Who know who who will predict that Golden State Warrior can can take down Dallas Maverick? Yeah, but I mean, I put the same tier LeBron James at the Jordan level. You will never see or think that Michael Jordan or LeBron James will get upset in the first round ever. Okay, I'm not saying Portland will beat Lakers, but. But I won't be surprised Portland can give they, seven games. Yeah, know. they will give them a run for their money. I think right? I'm with Will. Maybe five or six games. Six and, games tops. And yeah. right now, when you talk about you playing yeah. in the bubble, there's no more like home court on or home court advantage anymore. That's true. But I think I don't think the fans really matter 
to how well LeBron plays. Like, I think LeBron will play well, period. Okay, what about this? Uh, which team has impressed you the most in the bubble? Should I say San Antonio? <laughs> I think San Antonio lost today, right? They lost two games already. They've lost two straight. So yeah. they're two and two, but then the, over the games that I have watched, I think they play really well. I, I don't know if it's just they're missing some, some specific person. That, that means that they're... They're they're gelling better. Uh, I I really don't know, but then all the games were close, and um, Demar has been playing pretty well. Demar has been playing well. They're Especially playing him as like their point guard basically because he's facilitating, he's handling the ball. Did you see he the game that San Antonio? Uh, what game is that? Are you talking about the game that he missed two free throws? Exactly yeah. that oh, one. You mean the game that they won? They won. Okay, so you're picking the Spurs as a team that's impressed you. I agree. Like the Spurs have won more games than I expected, but they've also lost two straight. Right. So I can see them being four and four in over the eight game seeding game, eight seeding games. And so it being basically no point. Like they didn't gain an advantage. They were not going to make the ninth seed. Oh, I have to point out one player. Is Michael Porter Jr. from Denver. Okay. He is playing extremely well like, in these three or four games. Yeah, yeah. He's been playing well. It's really... So what I heard, what I remember thinking is if you're an NBA rookie, right, one of the biggest jumps that's made is from rookie to sophomore. Right. Because what happens is during your rookie year, you see how the really good players train. You see how they eat. You see their lifestyle. And so over the past two, three months, a lot of those rookies who have had that exposure, the practice, whatever, they've been able to apply that and hopefully they can take the next level. And I wonder if that's what happened with Michael Porter Jr., right? Uh, well, I don't know too much about the Nuggets, but uh, with uh, Jokic losing so much weight, mm-hmm. maybe the conditioning factor for, for Michael Porter Jr. might have gotten better mm-hmm. um but to answer your question i think the the surprising team for me is actually drumroll rockets oh tell me about it wait you? surprising this is impressed the team that's impressed you the most surprises me no no impressed. impressed like good way because we talked about like bad way a while ago right so this is okay so tell me more about the rockets i think you know I think Westbrook is actually playing pretty well. Oh, <laughs> can you repeat that? Oh, okay, okay what, what, what I'm trying to say is because the expectation of me for Westbrook is slow. Mm-hmm. So if, <laughs> if he's actually playing like a player who is getting paid the amount of money I he's think getting he's paid. trying to give a compliment, but it's not coming across as a compliment. No, no, just because he's getting paid so much money. You expect him to win games. Yeah. You don't pay someone $40 million to be average. I think he's playing maybe above average, but obviously not to the price tag still. Mm -hmm. But uh, just because my expectation of him and the team is so low, that's why I'm saying they impress me quite a bit. You know, you have to say it as it is, right? Okay, okay. I have to comment that in our last episode, we, me and James, you have we actually picked Houston Rocket as a dark horse for this payoff, right? Uh-huh. So I'm not surprised that they are, they they, they can do a lot in this payoff. And, can- and I am I'm not going back to my word. I think that you know at this point we're in the bubble, we're not in the playoff, and I'm sure when playoff hits, Russ is gonna go back to his old ways. So you think that there's still a second round out? Is basically what I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. 
bold prediction. If they're bottom five, uh, five, six, seven, eight, they're getting out of the first round. I don't care. Oh, you mean they're losing in the first round? If they are, okay. If they end up being lower seed, okay. I don't care what team they play. Utah Nugget. Really? Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. Which actually, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. So in the West, you have the Lakers first, then the Clippers, and then you have Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Mavs, and then Grizzlies. As of this recording. So the second seed to the eight to the seventh seed, there's not a lot of games that differentiate them. There's three games between them, all of them, meaning that with the four to five games remaining for most teams, you could still make that up, right? So does seeding matter if you're the, in the Western Conference, if you're between seeds two to seven? Because remember, there's no home court. Right, there's no real home court, no fans. Let, let's not say two to seven. Let's just say three to three to six. Okay, so let's say Clippers, Lakers, Clippers are one and two. So three to seven. Well, do we? Let's just say three to seven. No, okay. Let's say three to six. I, I'll, I I'll, hear you. Okay, for me, if OKC does play Houston, I'm I'm putting all my money into OKC just because there's so much things to prove for for the for quote, CP quote unquote trash, like. <laughs> Shea Alexander, they they were traded for Paul George. Yeah, but Chris I don't. I, I know that they like the Clippers really did not want to give up SGA. Like he was the centerpiece that OKC wanted. But I am seeing what SGA thinks, mm, right? Okay. Okay. And CP three for sure. Okay. And they, you know, CP three, I think, is mentally way stronger than anyone in the Houston Rockets squad. But then they lost last year against Golden State. Yeah. But and Golden, CP was playing. We talk about Golden State though. Yeah, but KD went down. That's true. So, and think, CP was on the court. I think the whole beef started by then though. Yeah, that's true. I think the damage has been done at that point. That's true. And, well, and yeah. I, I do see CP free to want to beat Harden though. Yeah, probably. Right? Probably. Yeah, so so you both are you both picking OKC over Houston in a series like that? I would, I would, I do see that will go to a game, a seven game series. So who are you picking? I pick Houston Rockets. Yeah, I, I mean, I pick Houston too, I pick Houston but Rockhead. it's not because of Russ or CP. It's because of Harden. Right. Like Harden is still, even though like he quote unquote chokes in the playoffs, he's still that good. He's still the best player in that series. And he can get like 49 points, 8 rebounds. Yeah, like he, he can easily get 30 and up, yeah, right? Yeah. So like I don't see a way for OKC to really contain him. I know Andre Roberson has been playing, but I don't think he's at the level where he can guard Harden. And, Who is? Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And based on the game I watched after Houston trade Capella away, I really do not see Houston scare of tall guy at all. They just don't care. No. They, sh- they overscore you. So here's the thing. Houston is willing to give up the rebounds. Exactly. But what they're going to do is when it's crunch time, they're going to have their like wings and their guards flying all over the place, getting into passing lanes, tightening up on D because they're so much more agile, right? Their defensive strategy is different from like the traditional like big man focus. Like, let me force you to the rim and then block your shot. Right. So remember last game, uh, they play against 
Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks out rebound them like almost thirty rebounds, but they he wasn't still win the game. Like, yeah. that's yeah. crazy, man. It's because was that the game where they shot sixty one three pointers? I think so. That was crazy. That's you can't win, or like you know, unless history rewrite itself. I don't think that you can win a playoff series versus a stronger opponent mm-hmm. without defense. You know what it is. You're right. And you know what it is, is what Houston is doing is it's introducing variance, right? There's so a, such a wide range of possible outcomes because of their three-point shot and their whole strategy for defense. Defense. So to me, like, if, if I talk about Houston Rocket, like, uh, I, won't be, I won't be surprised Houston can beat any team in the West. I think they just scare one team, Clippers. Really, I think they're scared of the Lakers. I don't think they're scared of the Clippers. At I all. don't think I don't think Houston's scared of the Lakers though. See, I would pick Houston. I I can see Houston beating the Clippers. I, I see can't he- see them beating the Lakers. I see Houston beat the Lakers. Really? Yes. I, I, I'm on the same page as Cyrus. Wait, why? Just because uh, the best two players are PG and Kawhi, and they are not tall guys, and they are. They're I think long. I think Harden is better than PG. Don't you? But yeah, but PG can okay. I can't say lock down yeah, Harden, but, yeah. but he can like minimize his effect though. Yeah, but what we're talking about the whole team, right? Like if it's two versus two, let's yeah. maybe give it a wash. Okay. And then we're talking about third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah. And coaching. Let's just say coaching is a wash. I think that they they might be able to. They might be able to. You know. Forces the Lakers to run around, yeah. But then the Clippers might be another story. They right. are small, but good defensively and good offensively. Right. So I think he, as long as Houston, they can outscore their opponent, they're not worry about like, like AD, Giannis, like any those tall guy. Like, like they, they just don't care. Like if you can score forty points on them, like they score fifty points on you. So, for the record, like, Houston actually won the season series against the Clippers. And I actually, like, and maybe it's just because I have this one sequence in my mind of how the game is. I don't know if you guys were watching that game. I think it was earlier in the year where the Rockets played the Clippers. Okay. Where James Harden had the ball, and he hit this big shot over PG and Kawhi. And he was, like, pumping himself up after that. Right. And in my head, I'm just like, I can see a series going as far as James Harden can go. And I feel like this season, with him being more rested, with him having lost some weight, okay. like I think that this is the best possible Houston Rockets version that there is. Yeah, so to, but, but to counter your point, I think with Harden, you know, quote-unquote choking in the playoff, and coupled with the fact that Kawhi actually raises his game in the playoff, mm-hmm. I do put more emphasis on the fact that the Clipper is going to win. And one extra thing, just because you're wearing all Lakers gear, doesn't make them, <laughs> doesn't make them better than they are. <laughs> See, the thing is, for me, like okay. to me, it's always coming back to LeBron James, right? And I think that's why Houston is more afraid of them than the Clippers. Like, I know Kawhi is next-level stuff. Right. He's champion, finals MVP, but... At the end of the day, LeBron James is still the best player when it matters the most. I don't see you saying that when Cleveland were playing um, Golden State. State. That's not true. Okay, so the (laughs) first time Cleveland played Golden State where um, uh, Love was injured, Kyrie got injured, 
LeBron was dropping like 40 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, basically every game in that series. Yep. He basically could have been finals MVP on a losing team because of how crazy good he was. He was still the best player in that series. They lost yep. because of how overwhelmingly better Warriors were, but he was the best player. Yeah, but you didn't think that Cleveland was going to win that series. I thought that because they were up, right? Weren't they up two, by two, like... 2-1. Yeah. So that was an all on LeBron James. And then once the go, uh, Steve Kerr tried to switch the lineup, yeah. they pay Draymond as uh, starting standard. Yeah, and then they had Iggy guard LeBron basically yep. the whole time. And Della Vadova was like their second best player, right? Right. For Cleveland. I mean, come on. Anyways, okay, we're getting too far off. All right. So... Um, what about my the team that's impressed me the most? So we have the Toronto Raptors, who we talked about before. They have won every single game that uh, they played in the bubble, and they are really showing some championship medal. But because we've already talked about the Raptors, I want to talk about the Phoenix Suns. So the Suns are currently 4-0 with a notable win over the LA Clippers, with Devin Booker hitting a winning shot, game-winning shot, over PG and Kawhi. So do you guys think that the Suns can possibly, possibly make the ninth or eighth seed? Sorry? Uh, Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think it's just a hype. You think? Yeah. I think it's a hype. They're four and zero. There's only eight games in the bubble. Remember when Phoenix were... Okay. I work for a company where it's Phoenix based. Okay. And uh, one, of, one, one, one time my, my manager flew from Phoenix. And he was talking trash to me because Spurs were, were playing horrible. And Phoenix, at the beginning of the season, they were playing really well. Okay. And then that, and, and then the, the normal uh, nature, of course, happened. And then Phoenix sucked again. So I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised it's the same thing. <laughs> Just because the team is really not that great. Okay. Okay. Even if they get into the ninth seed versus, you know, Portland, for example, there's no way they can win that. Okay, so here is what I'm rooting for. I am rooting for Memphis to stay in eighth and oh. Phoenix to go to ninth. Really? Yeah. yeah because he's the Lakers fan. So, no, well, here's the thing. Okay, so I want to see Jaw in the playoffs. That's why I want Memphis there. And also, mm -hmm. throw it back to the Grizzlies, right? Because we're Vancouver based. But the other thing is, Phoenix has been like, for me, for a long time now, it's been one of those like teams where you can kind of see the outline of like good players. Okay. Like Devin Booker for before this season was like kind of a good player. Kind of. You could see that the potential is there. But this season, you're seeing more and more of what he can do when the games start counting. But this team gives up bond trades for Aiton though. They did. They did. <laughs> so I'm not. So you're right. That's that's a like if they had a do over, they would take Doncic easily every and, team would, and, right? and I, let me add one more thing they give up TJ Rowan for cash they did so <laughs> was there was was their management very good probably not but okay. I think that there's more to their core um, than people really recognize right now for example if you're thinking about um, Bridges okay right Bridges is actually solid he's a solid defender I was watching him on Kawhi and PG and he played really great defense on them. Is he going to win them games? No, that's Booker's job, right? But they have some good pieces there where I can see them making it to the ninth seed. Yeah, but, you know, typical NBA management is, you know, if you're doing great, 
let me just kill this. <laughs> like you know, a perfect example would be like New York, Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> it's like oh, they have something going. Let's yeah. just break it up. <laughs> Sacramento had just that one year of Aiton, and then after that, or not Aiton of Fox, and then after that, it's just like. And to add that, uh, Sacramento gave up Pontrace uh, as well. Yeah, they did. <laughs> all right guys let's wrap there uh thank y'all for tuning in uh follow us on all our social medias uh remember to share our pod thanks thank you thank you